Greetings and salutations to our fine podcast audience. Ed, Nathan, how you doing? I'm doing good. good. It's a good day, and I want to point this out as we are speaking, uh, as we're filming this, we are just past a monumental moment in Atlanta sports history that I knew I would have (laughs) to bring up, especially for Nathan's benefit, the big Hawks fan at the table. Yeah. Well, I like celebrating. talking about birds. It, well, we that, learned that, that in the does. previous podcast, especially hawks. These birds, I'm very big. Yeah, man. What a second win, time, man. second time we've made it to the Eastern Conference Final in Atlanta franchise. That's when right, we were man. the St. Louis Hawks, we actually we actually won. We actually finals. won back Look at in the you day. Out to history, I didn't there know that. Go. Yeah, oh, we yeah. won once, like 1968 or. That's why. And then they said, "Yeah, we got to leave St. Louis." As everyone who's ever been to St. Louis, we must get out. Have you ever been to St. Louis in summertime? It's the muggy place on the planet because it's right there by the river. Memphis oh. is a similar kind of way. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. All I don't that know. I don't muggy blech. I've been to St. Louis, but I was a kid and I don't remember. I think it was summertime. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, say we I went took there. you during yeah. the great Mark McGuire, yeah. Sammy Sosa. I remember that. Cheating home. scandal. Cheating yeah. scandal, yes. Yeah. So that yeah. particular baseball cheating scandal. Yes. We so, went to scandal We at the went moment. to St. Louis, and then we went to Chicago. We, wa- we, we watched, watched both, both of them play in mm-hmm. their own stadiums, and they both hit home runs while we were cool. there. They were hitting home runs yeah. in their sleep. <laughs> yes. Well, yes. so as we drop this podcast, uh, the Hawks will be in the midst of the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. I'm, I'm calling. So, I'm calling. I'm gonna call it out. You calling us? It's gonna be Hawks and six. Oh, I'm calling, I'm calling oh. It six. Hawks and six. I don't think wow. we're going to game. So seven. Here, this, if we go to game seven, I think we lose. That's what I'm gonna you say. Think so? If we go to game seven, I, I think don't we think we so. Lose. I think I think if we can stretch it out, we will win no matter what. Okay. Well, I hope so. I hope the, we win no matter danger, what. I think the danger for the Bucks is if they start rolling, we may not be able to stop them. Mm. Oh, yes. I think that's true. I mm. think, I think yes. I think it is completely possible it, it might be the Bucks in four. But I don't know. I'm going to say Hawks in six. Okay. I believe that's the Atlanta Hawks thing. There you go. Thing. We believe. So, I, I believe. Right. I, got good, I got good hopes for us this. this. So, since we're recording two of these in one day, we probably won't be able to – talk about the actual results no, for another three weeks. No, then we'll be predicting the NBA Finals. That's right. <laughs> yes. And, and, and I'll, I'll, go ahead, I'll go ahead and call this. <laughs> I think it's going to be the Hawks and the Suns okay. in the Finals, and I think the Suns are going to win. All I right. don't want them to. I think the Suns I think the Suns at this point, it would be shocking. I think if it's the Suns and the Bucks in the Finals, I think the Suns are taking the whole thing, which I'm actually – even if, it, if it's not going to be my Hawks, I want it to be the Suns. They're another young team. Yep. Super excited. Well, not all of them. Well, no. Chris Chris Paul. Chris Paul's got COVID. And, and Chris Paul has been old. Yes, he's old. He's old. But he's their old guy. He's their Lou Williams, just better than Lou Williams. Oh, yeah. Just better than Lou Williams. Oh, yeah. You think? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So, today, before we get into questions, which we have some good ones, um, where I wanted to bring a headline that I've been dying to bring in here ever since I heard it. Okay. It's oh, wow. not going to be new for you guys because I know you've both heard it. Okay. Um, it's one of those headlines that I think everybody who's heard it probably wants some pastors to talk about it. Oh. Oh, wow. See, I'm look at that setup. Oh, How wow. How am I doing, guys? That's am I doing awesome. all right? Good. Sounds like you've had some time to work on it. I've heard, of, I heard it several weeks ago, okay. and I thought to myself, yeah. And We're going to have to talk about this one. People want pastors to talk about Here it is. Y'all All right, ready? here we go. I'm ready. Let's ready? do it. I, I may ask this before we get into it. Is there a bird involved in this? No, there's oh. animals involved. Okay. All right. Oh, there's, animals. there's animals involved, right. but Let's not birds. Okay, here we go. 
A lobster diver in Cape Cod says... I do know this. See, you know this. I I don't know it from this. A lobster diver in Cape Cod says a humpback whale scooped him up and spat him out. Oh, I did hear this one. See, I knew you did. Because everybody wants to talk to us about that. Jonah Jonah and the the whale. Yes. So, do you know... It ain't the same thing. Let me me just go through the details. (laughs) Jonah wasn't a lobster, so I think we can just... (laughs) That's true. So, I'll throw the details out for those of you that haven't heard this. Uh, This guy... In Massachusetts, he's a lobster diver. He's down on the, apparently you go down to the bottom and like 40 feet deep and you, with scuba gear on, and you gather these lobsters. I I thought it was just nets, but obviously this guy's diving for him. So he's down on the bottom of the ocean and all of a sudden. traps? Isn't that how That's what I thought too. What I mean is I think they have to go down and and, and clean out the traps. Well, I heard somebody talk about it and what he was doing was not, Anything with the traps, it's something else that oh, they do. Okay. okay. Well, the the the, the story he didn't wasn't say. baiting the traps nor getting okay. things out of the traps. Okay. okay. So, long story short, he says all of a sudden he gets scooped, and there's witnesses to this. He gets scooped up into the mouth of a humpback whale, and he gets caught, go not quite going down the throat. Because the way they eat is yep. they take the water and it filters out through That's it right. and then they keep the fish. In fact, there's an interesting little stat in this story. Let's see if I can find it. But they basically... This was my humpback whale. That, that was very impressive. Very impressive. I just thought that. was a that, good one. That, just, that was stupid. But I think it says they uh, ingest about 10 SUVs worth of water at one time. Sure. And then wow. filter out the water and then whatever's in there they eat. But this guy gets stuck in the mouth and then all of a sudden the, the humpback whale comes to the surface, shakes Takes him out and just spits him like a few feet away. And the guys in the boat with the guy, they actually see this happen. They said they saw the humpback whale come out. They see him fly out of the mouth. And, and great news, he, he comes away pretty much uninjured. Mm-hmm. So um, does this have implications biblically, fellas? No. Because that's what everybody wants to know. No. Jonah was in a whale for, or, or a big fish. You know what would be interesting to talk about with Jonah, which we'll get into some things to blow people away. Yeah. Is Jonah a parable or a, oh. or a narrative? Yeah. Is Jonah a parable or is it a narrative? Yeah. Good question. And there is no answer to that. No. no. Well, and, and, well the, I have an answer. Well, there, there. That's the but, answer. There. But yes, it's not the same answer I've had my whole life. Yeah. Mm. And I could be convinced on the other one. I'm sure. Another interesting theory that a lot of people may not know is that there are some scholars that believe the story of Jonah is not Jonah going into the whale, living there for three days, and then being spit out, that they believe Jonah may have died and was resurrected. Well, that's because if you really went into the belly of a whale because of the way it digests, it would have killed you. Yes. Mm-hmm. And this was interesting because I found a little factoid in the story. The humpback whales have such a small esophagus that it would have been almost impossible for him to fit all the way down the whale's throat so now that has nothing to do with the story because we don't know it was even a whale Well, we know for sure the bible doesn't say a whale it doesn't the bible says god prepared a fish yes well and i think it's i don't know how how seriously are we taking this before i say what i'm going to say you you say whatever you want you just want me to move on what i was going to say is i think it's an important thing when you read the bible there are things that matter that they're historically true, and then and then there are things that don't matter if they're historically true. Hmm. And so the story, when you say the thing of is it a parable or is it or is it not, uh, you know, there's questions around that with Job as well. That right. Job, oh, yeah. right. Job, a lot of people believe are plays because is a play because of the way it goes, and mm-hmm. because because it's in particular the way that conversations are had, where That's people right. speak in entire stanzas, and, right. and, but. 
regardless. And yeah, I don't have any friends that could say some of the things that that guy said. Those guys said to Job without me going. Hold on a second. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Well, and God speaks very formally in stand. I mean, it's just it, it. It is certainly everyone agrees it's written as a play. Whether that means it is a play or not doesn't. You know what I'm saying? It's written in this very poetic stanza kind of thing. Regardless, and I think we get down to this. We talked about this before with something else, and I can't remember what. But things can be true and not literally true. Absolutely. And so Jonah, Jesus references Jonah. And so a lot of people say, well, that must mean Jesus believed he was real. Well, no, Mm. we don't. That doesn't mean because I I have referenced the Wizard of Oz in messages. Exactly. I do not believe there was a real Wizard of Oz. Because, yes, what Jesus says is like Jonah was in the belly of the whale for three days, the son of man will be, you know, all that all of that, he's making an analogy, and it'd be the same way of saying saying anything like there's no place like home, right. saying it like that and referencing a character or saying like Darth Vader turned out to be Luke. You know, you yeah. wouldn't, you don't, you don't then go, oh, well, Nathan thinks Darth Vader. Now, yeah. at one point in my life, I might have well, thought Star Wars was <laughs> those real were good history. good days, weren't they? Yeah, but my point to that is, yeah. and we know this even with within... His, Here's the point of trivia. Did you know Darth Vader is actually a language for dark father? Yes. I did not. Know but that's that that doesn't mean anything because that just ha- that is just a strange coincidence. Oh, you don't think he wrote it that way? Oh, well, 100% he didn't and I'll just tell this George Lucas you can come at me for this one. Uh-oh. But I'm just saying this. We have a lot of proof. He has now since come back out and George, been like George Lucas if you're watching. Hey. <laughs> I'll just say this. There's a high likelihood George George Lucas is watching this because the things he chooses to respond to are bizarre to me. But this might be the thing. That would be incredible. Yes. Uh, it's been, it's been. He now has come out and been like, "Oh, I've had this whole thing planned out from the beginning." But we have we have drafts of Empire Strikes oh, Back yeah. where he, Darth Vader, tries to kill Luke Skywalker. Never mentions him being his father. Uh, it's a way later edition that's brought in by another, uh, by a, uh, by actually a female writer who I don't believe has credit on the s- script at the end. But she's the one that was. That's behind. not unusual. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, no. <laughs> um, no. I may have that part wrong. You're not but, saying a guy would take credit for something. A woman. But actually did <laughs> never no, never no regardless i think even within our even within our current things one of my favorite uh, recent movies is the uh, steve jobs biopic the aaron sorkin steve jobs yeah. biopic that whole thing is riddled with inconsistencies yes. and intentionally riddled with inconsistencies mm-hmm. because certain things because if you haven't seen it, the movie is structured basically on three different days of Steve Jobs' life where he's rolling out these different products. And there are conversations that are had that historically could not have been had on those days. Sure. But they are pointing to a bigger truth about mm. not just Steve Jobs. The movie's not about Steve Jobs. It's about the humanity and yeah. this idea of I care more about ambition and mm-hmm. success than I do about people. Mm-hmm. That truth is true regard- and is an yep. important truth to be discussed. Mm-hmm. And the same is true. There are certain things in the Bible that we know were not meant to be literally true. And certainly the poems we know are not meant <laughs> to be literally true. But there is truth about God and mm-hmm. humanity. Which is why people need to be careful every time they quote something from a psalm yeah. as if God is saying that mm-hmm. himself. It's a poem. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's meant to describe something. But it, it not necessarily... It's not necessarily describing theology. Well, well I mean, it, there's contradictory stuff. Oh, yeah. yes. Yes. 
and even things that the psalmist or the writer of the psalm puts in the mouth of God yep. is not meant to be. It's off. Sometimes it's the psalmist going, I wish God would do mm, this right. or God yeah. would feel this way. It's communicating. The one thing we can always know about the psalms is it's communicating to us the way we can approach God. If I'm angry, if I'm depressed, if I'm hurt, if I'm anxious, all those times are ways. And here are ways I can approach God, and God's big enough to handle all of that. So, anyway, all of that to say about Jonah. I don't think there's anything biblical about this. Story. Yes, that goes to that. So, get rid of it, Jason. <laughs> We're done with that. But glad we cleared that up for everybody. No, I just thought— it, That was interesting. It's it was of, very A lot of people have had interesting questions about that. You know, just the whole possibility of somebody being swallowed by a whale. Okay, sure. Well, was that ever a question, though, for people that that whales could swallow a person? Maybe it was. In fact— Maybe I, I grew up I with the story of Jonah, so that was never a question. I didn't read all the way to the end of the story, but I do remember as I skimmed through it, um, this is not the first time this has happened. Oh, That's no, why I, I got up. I was going to say, in my time <laughs> as an adult, this is not the first time this has happened. It's just a cool story to be able to tell. Exactly. I got swallowed by a whale. Yeah. I guess he technically didn't swallow him, though, from the No, story. they said he couldn't because his esophagus was too small. He just got in his mouth, and, and just like they said, if in case, like if you ever get an insect in your mouth and you just spit it out, you spit right. it out. That's what happened. The whale went, ew, I don't want that, and just right. spit him right out. So, right. Which Makes is sense. what normally humpback whales do if they yeah, eat they don't people. Want, that's right. They, they're just looking for some fish. They don't exactly. want to. Exactly. They so, don't taste right. That's right. Okay. On well, to our question. hair in this cake. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't need that image. All right, on to the questions, and we have two today. And uh, okay, we got two. That's all I'm going to say about that. I was going to say also about humpback whales. I'm not going to. I'm not going to comment on the questions. <laughs> where does Star Trek was going somewhere that I was going to go? No. One stop. of the questions is where does Star Trek for the Voyage Home, starring humpback whales, fit oh, in God. your list of Star Trek? Wow, movies? I had forgotten wow. about that movie. Wow. that was a. Movie with whales in it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Whales, and right. San Francisco in the 1990s. Yes. No, earlier than that. 80s? 1980s. Yeah. Okay. Mm. All right. Okay. Can't, no. Almost positive. But I may be wrong. We'll uh, look it up yeah. later. Okay. Right. Producer Joel, look up Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home. <laughs> when did it happen? Tell us at the end because we're going to get on to the questions. All, All right. right. <laughs> Question number one. Here we go. Uh, listener wants to know, I have been a Christian for as long as I can remember and have never had a time when I turned away from Christ. I was baptized as a child and as an adult, but just to reaffirm my faith and to follow Christ's command, but not as a new status as a Christian. Without a pivotal, life-changing experience or a specific moment in my life to point to and say, this is when I became a Christian, am I considered born again, as Jesus told Nicodemus that we needed to be in order to enter heaven? So, so boiling the question down, this person says, I've never had yes. one of those experiences <laughs> where I changed, or they would say changed, uh, from non-Christian to a Christian. So they want to know, am I considered in that category of being born again? So, Ed, quick. Yes. Yes, okay. <laughs> should we move on? Or we want to talk about this. I'm sure we well, should. I'm, I'm, honestly, I, Exposition it may be required. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I think it... So, so your your question, because that's probably—I don't know—that's my experience. I got to think that's got to be mostly your well, experience as well. Both growing up in and church, certainly my wife's experience. Yeah, yes. and so the question of baptized, uh, baptized when I was a kid, not as a not as an infant, but when I was a when I was a child, I was. Yeah. My girls were just asking me, and I I believe I was about about to turn eight 
It's oh, what I believe because wow. it was okay. It was it ninety was it ninety eight the ninety seven ninety eight season. It was ninety eight. It was yeah. ninety eight, and it would have been in January. So that's it was just the before. day the Atlanta Falcons played the Minnesota Vikings yes. in the famous NFC Championship where we won in overtime and go to the right. Super Bowl. That's how I keep it in my head. That that's was the day. Nathan January ninety eight. <laughs> Sometimes January ninety eight. <laughs> Isn't that great? How you remember that kind of stuff? <laughs> I remember it specifically. We had it on tape. We came home and we watched. This it. This is right. how I remember the day that I was married. Magic Johnson had to play center in a playoff game, mm. and they won without Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Those wow. Magic was actually the point guard as okay. a, as a, and won rookie of the year, but he played center that night, scored 40-something points, right. and they beat. The as Philly. he was wont to do. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, your experience. So, my experience the same way. I grew up, I never had, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know, because people, people have lots of different meaning around terminology i never had what i think most people would refer to as a like conversion Conversion, experience where as if there was a point in my life where i didn't believe in god or i was really wayward from i mean Mm -hmm. i mean i had sinned as a child i don't mean (laughs) that but what i mean was my life had not turned wayward Mm -hmm. uh and then suddenly it became a realization to me, oh, I need to turn my life to it was a lot of small decisions over time and eventually it just it became it came to a point where I said, I'm gonna follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. Now since that point there have been times where uh, the terminology we use for anyone who's a disciple of Jesus, someone's feet are pointed towards Jesus. There have been many times in my life for a good amount of time that my feet have been turned away from Jesus. Sure. But I have always turned my feet back towards Jesus, mm-hmm. and each one of those turning back towards Jesus did not mm-hmm. require me to be baptized again. Mm-hmm. Because, and maybe that's the discussion. And, and my guess is your experience is roughly the same as that. Yeah, it. Uh, I was twelve, and uh, you know, I did the old traditional walk the aisle at the end of a service. You know, the pastor, you know, stands me up in front of everybody and made a, a confession of faith and in the church I was in, you better get to the water fast. Yeah. Right. So they took me right away and baptized me right then and there. And, uh, but, but again, even that was something that I had talked to my parents about. Right. We had sort of worked through. We had said, okay, well, on this day, you're going to go and you're going to get baptized. And, and that, that was my experience. What I w- was thinking as I read this person's question, and, and I want to I say to this person, whoever wrote this in to us, I, I know you're not intending to do this, but I think what you've done is you've, uh, you've started with a premise that is flatly unbiblical. I'm not saying you meant to do that, but what, you, what you're basically saying is, um, is that there must be some sort of uh, experience or change on my part that then makes my conversion somehow real versus a false right. kind of conversion. And I want to I want to point you back to that same chapter where Jesus is talking to Nicodemus and he says, this is a work of the spirit. Right. Yeah. Uh, the spirit blows where it will. You don't know how it works. You don't know when it's coming, when it's going. Um, he's the one doing the work. And when we come at this and say, well, if I don't have an experience or I don't, I don't have an emotion or I don't have a, a pivotal time in my life where I changed from non-Christian to Christian, then I haven't done something right in order to get God to be on my side. That is a really not biblical way of looking at salvation. Oh yeah. You know, and so I would say to you, you know, your your position with God is something that God has done, not you. Mm, <laughs> and good. all you've done is agreed with him and just uh and like 
Nathan said, you've turned your feet toward him and said, I want to follow him. And the process of making you into what God wants you to be is a lifelong journey that the spirit and you cooperate together. And you're going to, you're going to be doing that till the day you die. So, um, that's what born again is. Yeah. Does that make sense? Well, completely. So that's what I would say. And you know, I don't think Jesus, Jesus analogy or his figure of speech of born again is supposed to mean Mm. that, you know, because the truth is, let's just take the first time you were born. You don't remember that experience either. That's right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But it certainly did happen. And you really had nothing to do with it. You had nothing to do with it then. (laughs) And you, you can't recall the moment you got born, but you know, it happened and you see the results of it. And for me, when I talk about born again in my life, I know now that I am born again because my life is drastically different than it would have been if I, because I didn't have that experience you all had. I had been adult enough. It was clear to me and everybody else, there was a trajectory my life was on that clearly was not heading the way my life has turned out. Mm-hmm. Now, did my born againness happen <laughs> at the moment I decided? I don't really know at the moment I was born. Was it at the moment I became under so much conviction that I couldn't sleep? That's not what I would say because I have screwed up a lot after that. I still had a lot of problems mm-hmm. and other people weren't sure I was even a Christian yet. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I knew I was trying to get my life in the right direction. It just took a long time because I had so many things in my life wrong because I had messed up for so long. Mm-hmm. The hope of every christian parent and the hope of of god is that children would not remember the experience of coming to god in mm. you know oh right and yeah. of knowing oh it would have been drastic if i'd have stayed mm-hmm. on the path i was at nine mm-hmm. years old yeah. if i hadn't given my life over because at that point <laughs> the the choice is for most kids at that age, it's the logical choice. That's right. It's the choice to make. And not like you were afraid of going to hell. It's just a trajectory. You've been taught about mm-hmm. Jesus. It makes sense that you would follow Jesus. Well, but I would also say this, and this it's not a it's not a other side of the argument, but but I will take up for there there is a, a value to having the moment oh. where you go under the water and come back oh, out because I think baptism is that moment that's what I that's what I'm going is I think that's the reason God gave it to us is because it is a moment where I then feel and experience and, and other people do as well the the experience of a rebirth now again the water is not magic it is not what makes me a Christian but it is just like the, the communion elements give me a f- tangible way of connecting with the body and blood of Jesus, which saves me. I am connected with Jesus in his death, burial, and resurrection. And it is a moment that I can take with me and go, there was my day. Yeah, for me, it has always been, even when I was messing up after that, because when I became convinced I needed to change and I, I had became convinced the way I wanted to try was to follow Jesus, mm-hmm. I was Soon baptized exactly. after that. Yeah. Messed up a lot after that. But at every time I messed up, I could point back mentally, mm-hmm. and the Spirit helped me do it and go, yes. no, 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 no. I remember mm-hmm. I this is a path I want to be on, and mm-hmm. I'm not turning around. And it's a reminder of who you are. This is a reminder of I have a I new am. identity. I am born again, mm-hmm. and, I, and, I've, and it is proof of that moment when I submitted myself to That's baptism. why I think both of those— uh, 
communion and baptism are alike in that they're to remind they are become tangible communion is a weekly reminder but baptism is that initiation reminder that i remember when it happened Mm -hmm. i remembered making the decision to do it Mm -hmm. and when i came out i was totally drenched i'm never going to forget where i was i'm never going to forget at least a few of the people that were there i know who was there Mm -hmm. i know what was said all around that and uh it is the moment i decided this is my path in life and even when i get off and i go i'm doubt I know that's who I am. Mm, yeah. Well, and I think I think the thing you said is, is huge about it's, it's almost the conversation we were having you you were having a little earlier about baptism is ultimately it's about me. It's not about what God oh. has done for me. Right? That's you know, right. God has already done what He's done yeah. for me. God has reconciled me. Mm-hmm. It's whether I choose to come into that baptism. But but baptism is also, and you use this term initiation, which I think is huge, is also about the body of believers. Mm-hmm. That when I am being baptized is, as Paul would say, you get baptized into Christ, yes. and that in Christ is also language he uses for the church, the yes. body of Christ, yep. that I am being baptized into this new family. The way that I try to communicate it to, to my girls is I often use the term, because we have adopted girls, we use the language a lot of you can get adopted into God's family, because mm. that's the language Paul uses. It is. Adoption yeah. to sonship, that mm-hmm. there's a way we get adopted, and baptism is like the adoption ceremony. Mm-hmm. It's the moment where I say, because, and, and we, we use the term marriage ceremony a lot with the yep, baptism, but it, this really is very similar to the adoption. My girls were in my home for a year and a half before they get adopted into our family. And I know a lot of uh, adoptive parents have what's referred to as a gotcha day, uh, <laughs> which is like the day that the legal papers get signed. We don't, we don't have that. Um, the, I don't, I honestly could not tell you now the day my girls got legally adopted. I can't, it's in January, but I can't, I can't tell you what the day is, but I know the day they moved into my home. Mm. Cause that's the day that the relationship for us really began. And right. that's what we often even say. Sometimes people think of baptism as the end. And sometimes we say baptism is the beginning. Yep. The truth is your relationship with God is it's ongoing because you just may have a relationship with God where you're strangers. That's still a relational orientation in your thing. And there's a time where even before you get baptized, you turn your feet towards Jesus and your relationship begins. But there is, as you said, a moment when I say I'm going Mm -hmm. under the water and I'm going to live out the story of Mm -hmm. death, burial, and resurrection. That is something I now have to live every day. Being, Being born again is not... And Jesus didn't mean this, in fact, because it's not a one-time experience. That's right. Because Nicodemus takes that to mean, well, how do I go back in my mom's womb? She's mm-hmm. dead. Do I bury, bring her up? You know, <laughs> I'm an old man. How? What am I going to do with this? And Jesus is like, idiot. Like, yeah. this is clear. I'm not actually talking about a physical birth. He's also not talking about a one-time experience. Mm-hmm. I remember one person said that if, if you've only uh, had one conversion experience over 30 years of your entire walk with Jesus, you, you might start questioning your relationship because, and I think all of us have had this, Every, not every day, but every so often, I regularly have Jesus go, wow, you have misunderstood me, and you need to repent of your thinking and turn back to me. And it's not a conversion like my salvation was gone and any of that, but it is me re-entering into this. And so the baptism part of it is, and this is how we say it to our girls, you, you and God have to make a decision about you and God. I can't make that decision for you, but... 
when you do, you, you're right, right now you're in my earthly family forever. You have to decide whether you want to be in God's family. And when you choose to, your baptism is a moment you don't just say to God. You say to everyone else in the church, yep. we're brothers and sisters. You, can, you have the right to speak into my life. Mm-hmm. You have the right to hold me accountable. When I stop showing up to things, I expect you to come, come talk to me. All of those kind of things that none of us want to, that none of us in a very individualistic society like very much. I much prefer baptism being a transaction between me and God sure. yeah. that purchases it. Uh, and, and God goes, that was just a part of what was going on. And so well, if it was it, meant to be private, then God would have given us a private ceremony. Baptism is not private at all. No. Can't do it for myself. Must right. have somebody do it to me. That's right. Yes. It's meant to be a communal kind of experience. That's right. So, okay. Um, good stuff. I enjoyed that conversation. Hopefully we'll enjoy this next one. <laughs> we will. I don't know if everybody else. That's will. right. Here we go. Uh, second question for today, and it'll be our final one. Uh, do animals go to heaven when they die? And if not, what would God have you say to a child who grieve, who's grieving the loss of a pet? All right. So two separate questions. What two do questions. I, what do I say to a kid who's grieving a pet? Yeah. And do animals, do animals go, go to heaven? To heaven? I, I've answered this in a sermon at one time. It was one of those sermons where yeah, they, you asked it's like for top it question. Yeah, you asked for it or FAQ or one of those uh, types of... I think we can so. know for sure there are animals in heaven. Yes, yes that, that, that we know. God loves his creation. This... This planet is not going away. No, uh, well, God is making a new earth. Yeah, let's let's be clear about that. We get this idea of there's earth and then there's heaven and we're going up no. there. No, God is coming to bring the new creation yes. and redeem this. God always created earth to be a place yes. for Him to commune yes. with humans. He is going to have His way. And let's yes. be clear, you know, in the story that you know we're supposed to look to in Genesis for how God wanted things, you know, before sin corrupted His creation. There was animals, and so that, so we have every indication that in the new heaven or the new earth, that everything will be as it was in the beginning, and animals were there from the beginning. So, well, and, and God, God, God loves all of His creation, yeah. and I think it's important. I have this conversation frequently with my daughters about all kinds of stuff, and then I actually heard, which made me feel so super wise. I heard Dallas Willard say almost the same thing, Did you? and I didn't realize he had said it. It made me feel so good. His version so of it is obviously much more clever than mine, but I always said to my girls, uh, and probably less words, because everything Dallas said was in a very few words. Yep. Yes, the but phrase they were all packed with me. Yes. The phrase we always say to our girls is, you can't love things, you can only love people. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, and everyone says, and they will come at you. Mm-hmm. If you say, oh, I love I love that food. They'll, you can't love food. You can only love. <laughs> it is one of the most repeated things Nathan's daughters say to Papa. Papa, you can't love a hamburger. <laughs> what, Watch me, honey. Because <laughs> what love means is that you, you, you will the good, meaning you want what you are willing to, in the way I say it to them, because they don't understand what to will something most of us don't understand what to will (laughs) it means you want it and you work for it i will want and i will work for what's best for this thing and then the way dallas said it which i thought was so clever he goes no one loves chocolate cake they want to eat chocolate cake that's right he goes you don't sit there and go oh i want what's best for this chocolate i will i will sit here and admire this chocolate Mm -hmm. you want to consume it Mm -hmm. and that is a different thing so here it comes to you can love animals because you can want what's best for animals 
But it's important for us, and I think this, and this I know upsets many people to understand that what is best for an animal is not the same that was what is best for a human. Mm. And, and that God did create a created order of things, and humans sit at the top of the created order. And so, does God love animals? God loves animals. God loves plants and nature and all the things. And I can love this planet. Mm-hmm. I can want what's best for this planet. I'm supposed to. Right, and sure. to take We're care of this planet. of this planet. Right. But I have to understand the proper order of those things. So when I've answered this question for students of do animals go to heaven, there will be animals in heaven. This idea, though, that we have that, you know, my little Sparky and I are going to continue a relationship may be a misunderstanding of my current relationship with Sparky. Hmm. I may have a different the way the psychologists ever use it is an anthropomorphize. I have put human-like qualities on this mm. animal. Once again, I can love this animal yep. without treating it as if it's a human. Yeah. And so, will I be in heaven with animals? Yes. Will it be hard for me to tell whether this is Sparky or another Border mm. Collie? Maybe. Well, what we know for sure is even relationships like marriage, Jesus makes clear those relational bonds won't be the same. Right. Yes, right. They'll, they'll be in their redeemed state. They'll be in their yes. redeemed state. That mean I'm not going to know my wife? It doesn't mean that no. at all, but it just means the relationships won't be the same. So I always just say to people, I don't have enough information from God to know if Sparky will be in heaven. I know there are animals in heaven. I know for sure about people, that's clear. Mm -hmm. There are individual souls and bodies of people in heaven. That I have enough information for. If I get there and find out Sparky's there and my dogs that I knew growing up, are they're there. Okay. And some of them were really yeah. evil dogs and they <laughs> didn't make it. Okay. And I liked them, but they were actually tricking uh, me because there were demons in them. I don't know. Funny. There's not enough information for me to know that. Yes. Yes. But that's the thing. See, that what I just did where I go and they're demon dogs. See, some people don't want to do that. But if, if a dog yeah. has a capability of going there <laughs> and they're yeah. individual... God, by his nature, I know is choice. They must have the choice to yeah. do the other, too. That's so, <laughs> well, you know, that's why I'm just saying, if that's uh, no, the choice know, you want, you've yeah. got to give the dog you the same give it choice. Both ways. That's right. You can't have it both ways. Well, and I know we, I know we walk this line, and I'm not even, you probably, you may not know this listening to this, but we're aware because of the way that conversations around animals and certainly pets go in our society this is kind of a tricky conversation it for is because we know people oh, are, i know there will be more people upset about this and on many things than the, than the conversation we just had about the baptism and eternal mm-hmm. salvation right. of a person yes. and this is why i think it's important for us to understand it is not unloving to to say that an animal doesn't have a soul mm. that is not because i am right. loving you know what's not best for an animal is to treat it like it's a person. That animal has different needs than a human being mm-hmm. has. Yeah, animals have different needs than than, than a human being has. And so, from, what do you tell a child? Because no, well, I can't yeah. anth- I can't talk about anthropomorphization. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. to a child. So, what do I say? Who's grieving? Yeah. I, have Have you? I know you've had animals in your home. You've had animals die. What have you said to? What age were your girls at when that happened? They were probably too young to get into the minutia of it, to be honest. I mean, I don't I don't remember having a serious conversation about the cat that we had that died with my girls. Now, we've since gotten animals that once they do pass, I, my kids, but see, my kids will probably be grown by then. So I don't know if I'm the best. I haven't not, I have not had the opportunity to have this conversation with my children. So I have not had that. Oh, no, that's actually not true. I do think one of my daughters asked, 
they know they know we're not going to have pets mm-hmm. uh and that's just that's just our our thing and certainly pets in the home yeah. uh that's once again just okay you can go ahead and send those questions in why is nathan not going to have pets for his daughter right. yeah. i know some of you i just you're, think he you're just hurting those children i'm i'm yeah well, all of them they're very upset about it and I'm i told sure them if you're older and you want one and they've told me because i'm terrified of snakes we're going to have snakes in our home and i said ah. well then you'll have to come visit me at my home yeah. but uh or put me in a home which they may do so uh but regardless we had a conversation and they asked uh because our neighbor had a dog that died hmm. And they said, "Do do dogs go to heaven?" And I said, "There all w- of them." Yeah, <laughs> there's a movie yes. about it. I actually think I did say that, and my wife said Here they don't they a, don't know they don't know what you're. Here's a theological treaty on, yeah, right. on dogs in heaven. Um, but I think what I told them was almost what I said here, which is there will be animals in heaven, That's but right. that dog doesn't have a soul. We yeah. we named that dog Sparky. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like we we named those things that. You and it's okay for you to be sad mm-hmm. that this dog is well, there. Well, if they do have a soul, expect to have a conversation when you get there and you say, "Hey, Sparky," and he goes, "Never my name <laughs> was never my name. <laughs> my name is Rufus, and it has been since the moment my mama gave birth to me. I have always taken you as a trial in my life. <laughs> That's right. You've just been punishing me. Stop putting me in sweaters. Uh, <laughs> but I, w- I would have said, you know, back to what you yeah, were I told asking. Him it's okay to be sad. Yeah, I think it's a good opportunity, and whoever asked this question, I. I think it's a good opportunity to help your child learn about grief uh, yes in that's that moment exactly right in a way that uh can prepare them for the ultimate grief that they're going to experience in their life when they do have a person in their yeah. life die uh, and you can you can help them with those emotions and help them feel the sadness because it is a loss i don't take anything away from someone who loses a pet because that is a sure. tough loss yep. because like you said you love that you love that pet. animal yeah, exactly. and you should feel something you i, should I feel personally that. do think you should feel something yes. you, absolutely that when you lose a pet i, I so mean that is a conversation yeah. i would have it, Life is a, this is, again, way too much to say to, depending on the age of the child. Life is a series of losses. It is. I will, I will invest myself in things that ultimately I cannot hold too tightly to. Yeah. Because things in this world are not intended to be permanent, mm-hmm. yeah. including us. Mm-hmm. So I will love them, firmly give myself completely to them. When they go, I will hurt. Thankfully, we have a God who came and entered into that with us, and so he can understand it. You can talk to God about all of this. He mm-hmm. won't. He won't think it's trivial. You're talking mm-hmm. to him about how much you uh, uh, are pained over your dog. He won't be mad about it. No. He will understand it. He will grieve with you. Mm-hmm. He will be there to walk through it with you. But you do need to understand, life is not a series of winds approaching all the way till we step up to all the ultimate win, or we go to heaven. Mm-hmm. Life is a series of losses, and it's losing your life. It's giving away your p- control. It's giving – it's always yeah. – so and I, I know that, again, has to be translated to whatever age your child is. Exactly, and I don't think it's it's violation to – if the child really wants to know, is my dog going to – am I going to see my dog again? To I'm not saying you lie to the kid no. and just say, absolutely, we'll, you know, he'll be there, but you can say, you know – I'm not sure, yeah, but I don't know. but maybe so. Yeah, and and we look forward to that. But but one thing I do know is that when we're when we're where we're going, <laughs> when we're in the new heaven, the new earth, 
then God's going to make all this pain go away. Yes. Everything's going to be exactly the way it's supposed to be. And yes, there, we will have animals and we will enjoy his creation and help give them something, a vision to look forward to. All the to. good in this life will be yeah. f- finally, firmly complete yeah. and all loss will be over. And see, all when, loss and, and here's the other thing you talk about life being a series of losses. Part of what God intends for us to, how he intends for us to approach that loss is for it to cause us to long for the new yes, creation. that's right. So every time we lose, whether it's a, a, a child's pet or a parent that we lose, right. and we will all lose our parents at some point, is to say, but you know what? <laughs> a day is coming. That's right. When this pain, that this loss, this separation that I feel will be done away with, he will wipe every tear from your eye, and everything will be right again. All wrongs will be made right. Let's look forward to that. And that's a great thing to teach a child. That's Absolutely. right. That's well, and exactly right. I just want right. to affirm the thing you said that's huge. And I do actually think I said this to my kids of, I don't know is a great answer for your yeah, kids in lots of different ways in lots of different areas. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially if you don't know. But even if you're just slightly uncertain to tell them, you know, I don't know. Here's the thing I do know. Exactly. Here's the thing I do. Or here's what I think. But I don't know. And teaching your kids, it's okay for us to disagree on something. You, okay, you think Sparky's going to be in heaven. I don't know. Okay. Things, but here's what we know. I don't know. There's nothing that makes this a big central issue. But here's what we always do know. God loved, God loved this animal. Mm-hmm. God loves you. God's okay with you being sad. But we can always hope in the fact that one day all the sadness will be gone. Like, I yeah. think that part of it is huge. Yeah. And I think it's huge for parents. It's, it's hard. I mean, all of us know that. It's hard when your kids look at you and want a question. You want to always have an answer. Sure. But sometimes the better answer, even if you think you're pretty certain, but there's nothing that makes it. It's okay for them to know uncertainty is a part of life. Well, Absolutely. To be clear, we can't be certain that, I mean, so yeah. just to say to the person who really loves their animal and believes they have a soul, I can't be certain you nope. are wrong. That's right. I absolutely cannot. What I, my original, when I first answered was, I don't have enough information to answer about your animal. I know there are animals in heaven. Yeah. Is it your particular animal? I don't know. I don't know that. I have plenty of it. I have, I have all the answers I need about humans. Mm-hmm. I have right. almost no information from anybody who's been to heaven <laughs> about your animal. Jesus doesn't mention it. No writer in the Bible mentions any of these kind of things. They do mention animals in heaven. So it's completely okay to say, honey, we really love Sparky. I don't. I know there are animals in heaven, and I know God cares about you, and we want to be with him. And in heaven, everything is going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. There will be no more loss. There will be no more pain. But mm-hmm. even now, God is with us in this. Yeah. That's a kind of – but I wouldn't try to – And I would encourage – back to sort of something you said, Nathan. I, I just want to throw this out because I think it's so important for a parent to hear because I had to learn this the hard way. It, it really is okay for you to not have all the answers for your kids. Yeah. And it is okay for you to show weakness and oh, confusion yeah. and all of those things in front of your kids. You have no idea how much of a teacher that is mm-hmm. as as your competence is. And I had learned I've learned that over the years. And I just and the reason I bring this up because I just had a conversation with my senior daughter who's about to go away to college. And I had this conversation. I said I, I don't need to tell you this, but I have not been the perfect dad. <laughs> I, I really messed up in some ways, and I know you know that. We don't have to go over those. And, and I just want you to know I did my best, and I want you to learn from those 
mistakes as much as you learn from the stuff that I got right. right. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, it was one of the best conversations that I probably have had in the 18 years that I've had my daughter. Yeah. And so if you get stuck and you feel like, oh, my, my kids asked me a question. If I don't have an answer, I'm going to look like a bad parent. You're not. You're going to look like a human parent somebody they can relate to and honestly somebody they can respect so well and like everybody else in grief trying to get the person to jump out of grief by giving them something is and i know you want to because you love your kid and you'd like to give an answer that suddenly is going to make them go back to being happy grief is an experience you need to help them go through because they are going to go through it they are and it's better for the parent to help them go through it Mm -hmm. so that's right that's great Yep. Okay. Good stuff. That was better than I thought it would go. Well, I do want to if, say if people I, were continuing to listen after we sort of after I said know. I don't want pets and people, I just want to say this because <laughs> I've said this on the virtual lobby. No one's come at me yet, but in case you're upset that I don't want pets, I don't eat meat, and I bet you do. So maybe I'm better than you. <laughs> so, am I better mm. than you? Just oh, wow. He just threw down. I'm on just going to throw it out so we don't know. Right. That's okay. Uh, uh, Joel, I don't do it for Joel has reasons. an answer, Joel. Oh, Joel's got me an answer for what? Nineteen. Oh, he's Star bringing Trek. it back. This Star is back from Trek. the beginning. What year was it? 86. 86. You were so right. once again, I was right. Am I better than you? <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the whole thing has gotten really judgy here. Yes, yes I'm got, not uh, trying uh, to uh, judge you. We will really, leave that I'm for another podcast <laughs> on another day, maybe next week. Just come at week. me. I fully admit I, I was wrong. Okay. I want all the smoke, so bring it at me. All right. Let's go. So we will see you next week with uh, another headline and two more questions. So tune in next week and... Maybe we'll do even better. See ya. Bye.